Hello and welcome to Forever Love, the podcast where we delve into the realms of love, relationship, and spirituality. I am your Christ-centered relationship coach, Sapphire Lily Matanguiza, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to finding the love you deserve. In today's episode, we're going to explore the transformative power of experiencing your feminine energy for fulfilling your relationships. So grab your favorite cup of tea, get cozy, and Let's dive in. Before we begin, let's take a moment to ground ourselves with a short prayer, because I believe that we're doing this work with God in cooperation with him. So close your eyes, take a deep breath and connect with the still small voice within you. Let love be the guiding force as we embark on this exploration of feminine energy and its profound impact in our relationships. Lord, we pray right now that you would help each one of us to open our hearts and mind to the love that abounds in us and can flow through us. Lord, we ask that you would bless each one of us with the ability to connect to that love, to use that love in order to enrich our lives and the lives of those around us. And today, as we talk about feminine energy, we would ask that you would lead us in this conversation, that your Holy Spirit would bring truth and understanding so that we can lean into who you created us to be from a place that is authentic, kind, and loving. For this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so have you ever wondered what feminine energy truly means or how it can shape your relationships? Well, no wonder no more. Let's start by defining feminine energy and understanding its significance in creating the connections we long for. So feminine energy is a powerful force and it resides within each of us, regardless of your gender. It represents qualities such as intuition, receptivity, nurturing, compassion, and emotional depth. Experiencing our feminine energy allows us to tap into our innate wisdom and create authentic connections. And in my opinion, Jesus, when we think about him as our role model for life on earth, yes, he's in male physical form, but he is very balanced with his masculine and feminine energy because so many of the qualities we consider Christ-like are grounded in the feminine. And, and he shows us a really beautiful example of how you can be gentle and soft and compassionate and nurturing and also very strong and balanced in his masculine energy. And that's what we want to strive towards, not just like, oh, we need to be in our feminine energy all the time because that's not balanced either, or that there's anything wrong with masculine energy. What we're striving towards is that balance between the two of them. And it's important to note that both masculine and feminine energies are present within each of us. And balancing these energies is key to fostering that harmonious relationship that starts on the inside and works its way out when we are in harmony with ourselves 
it's much easier to attract and create harmonious relationships in our external environment as well. In a society that often values assertiveness and control, though, it can be really challenging to fully experience our feminine essence. But finding this balance is crucial for personal growth and the success of our romantic connections. And this is why we're struggling, because we live in a world that is masculine energy dominant and often toxic masculinity, which brings out the toxic feminine energy in all of us. And it's so interesting when we we see excessive violence, aggression, and like anger and retaliation. Often we lean into our feminine energy, but we're, we're responding to toxicity. And so we often respond with feminine toxicity. And to me, some of the things that come up with um, toxic femininity, like we talk a lot about toxic masculinity, for, but for me, toxic femininity is the unhelpful response of like accepting too much blame cowering and um being attacked and going into that victim mentality and staying there not because of necessity but just because of like oh this is what i have to do which is not true and where the toxic masculinity really strives on abusiveness um toxic femininity femininity cooperates with that abuse and that is one of the things that I really want to help women escape from where we're no longer leaning into toxic femininity and calling it saintly or good or selfless or any of these things because we've kind of spiritualized it in a lot of ways and we've made it something it's not and I want to help us get back to that healthy, stable, balanced connection between the masculine and feminine energies within each of us. So connecting with your authentic feminine essence means honoring your unique qualities and strengths. It's about experiencing your intuition and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and expressing your emotions authentically. And we that, that can be challenging because so often when we're experiencing our emotions, we're running up against something that's very uncomfortable, like a very uncomfortable emotion of bored or useless or frustrated. But rather than sitting with that emotion and experiencing it like anger, um, we do a lot of emoting of other emotions. We act very outwardly emotional, but we're not even actually feeling the emotion that we're feeling, we're not acting out that emotion, we're acting out a bunch of other emotions to kind of cover for the emotion that we don't want to feel. And so when you connect with your true self, you radiate a magnetic energy that attracts the love and respect you deserve. So we want to correct these issues from the inside out when we try to put band-aid solutions on our external circumstances it, it, it can kind of temporarily provide some relief. And that's why we, why we do it, right? When we buffer, when we distract ourselves, when we indulge, um, we're temporarily relieving ourselves of the discomfort of those negative emotions. But it, it 
doesn't serve us. It comes back around and we end up kind of being emotionally indebted to ourselves because those emotions want to be felt at some point. And it's our feminine energy that really allows us to sit with our emotions. And so if we're blocking it or if we're moving way beyond it into toxic femininity, like we're being extremely emotional about, but not about the right things or, you know, just kind of taking it out and acting it out in unhelpful ways. Um, we're getting away from that healthy feminine energy that can sit with the hard feelings, can process them, can witness them, can experience them and let them pass through her and decide what she wants to do based on those feelings rather than reacting to them. So now that we understand the essence of feminine energy, feminine energy. This is going to be a hard one for me to say this whole time. Try saying it 10 times fast. It's not easy. But let's explore some practical tips for experiencing and harnessing it within our relationships. So the first one is to practice self-care and self-love. And if you've been following me, you know that this is my jam. Like we need to. And it's so hard. Like even though I talk about it all the time, I'm constantly reminding myself that I need to do this for myself too and so do you but nurturing yourself physically emotionally and spiritually and really paying attention to the nourishment factor because it's very easy to confuse indulgent behaviors and buffering like I just talked about with self-care and self-love because it feels relaxing or it feels necessary like we feel very justified in binge watching all the Netflix series and whatnot but think about the quality of what you're putting into your self-care and how is it expressing itself and are you really listening to yourself are you giving yourself what you need or a temporary solution like oh what I really need is a proper massage because I've got aching muscles but what I'm going to do instead is just lay on the couch and watch tv because I'm too sore to get up and do anything else so just noticing am I really taking care of the problems that are in my life or am I just kind of whitewashing over them and avoiding them and ignoring them pay attention are you ignoring yourself and then prioritize those activities that bring joy and the other fruit of the holy spirit and allow you to reconnect with your innermost desires those god-given desires we have to be very mindful about weeding through our garden of desires because there's a lot of stuff in there that mm, sounds kind of nice superficially like but it's going to take away a lot of time and attention and energy from the things you truly desire right you want to always be putting those god-given desires like at the top of the list so that we don't leave them for the very end and they kind of just get the leftovers of what is there at the end of the day the second thing you want to do is embrace your sensuality and express it in ways that make you feel empowered. And there are so many different ways to do this, but the feminine gets out of her head. And I'm very in my head all of the time, so I know how challenging this can be. But for me, I try to do it through like very grounding things. Um, and sometimes it's it's hard to even recognize that that's what you're doing. So for me, it can be hot cup of tea, cold bottle of water. It's having the mister machine, the, the thing that mists and 
um, having essential oils around so that there's something nice to smell. It's about the fabric on the curtains. It's about the solidness of the desk um, and, and really just paying attention to your physical environment and setting up your physical space in a way that is attractive to you. Do you enjoy that space? But it can also be through movement or dance or creative artistic expression. Like there's so many ways that you can tap into your body's wisdom. It can be out in the woods. Um, it can be on the beach. One of my favorite things right now is just going down to the waterfront and getting my toes into the water. I don't even need to go swimming. That's like an extra, but the, the experience of just feeling the water on my toes and enjoying the sunset, like to me is one of the ways that I embrace my sensuality. Cause sometimes we think sensuality and it gets very titillating and it's, um, eroticized almost and it doesn't need to be at all just enjoy your sensuality in ways that are empowering to you and kind of start to take notice of it pay attention what works for you what serves you what do you like and really honor that because when when we pay attention to what really fuels us and inspires and encourages us it's so much easier to get more of it. But when we're kind of vague about it and we don't really know and we don't really value the importance of what makes us tick or calm down and relax, um, you know, we're doing a disservice to ourselves because you're the person who's in the best position to bring into your life more of what you want. So pay attention to what you want so you can do so more efficiently. The third thing we want to do is practice active listening and deep empathy. You gotta create a safe space for yourself and ultimately for your partner to share their thoughts and your feelings without judgment, to be fully present and open to understanding your own perspective and someone else's. And this is where coaching can be so helpful on your journey towards relationship because when you're on your own for an extensive period of time, a lot of you listening have been single for years and years and it's hard to have that person who can just sit with you and create that safe space and allow you to practice thinking your thoughts out loud like that's a very jarring experience when you keep your thoughts to yourself for a significant amount of time and then you try to share them and really open up with somebody else, it can be very intimidating and vulnerable. And so being in a habit of already having a safe place to do that can be so helpful. And, and plus, then you're not doing as much emotional dumping because when you're holding it all in and you haven't shared your stories and you haven't talked about it in a while, when somebody new comes in and asks those intimate, vulnerable kinds of questions and you're lonely, of course you're going to like, Blah, 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 verbal diarrhea, all the things are going to come out and you're probably going to do some oversharing and you might not say it the way you would if you were already kind of satisfied with how people are hearing your story and how you're portraying yourself and all of these things because it, it matters. And so I want to help you come across in the most put together way possible because you've already been practicing these skills for yourself with yourself with somebody else and then bringing a partner into it becomes a much easier process and allows you to really um, 
own your perspective without being scared or offended by somebody else who might have a different one that is challenging for you. Um, it just helps us to be much more open-minded. And again, when you're on your own for significant amount of time, even if you're talking to colleagues and friends, it's different, right? Like there's a different quality of conversation between your buddies at work and somebody you're having a romantic interest in, right? And so we want to just be aware of that and start working through it ahead of time as much as possible. And the fourth one I want to leave you with is to trust your intuition, to tune into the whispers of your heart, the still small voice, and let your intuition or that still small voice guide you in making decisions that align with your values and desires. So of course, in order to do that, you need to know what your core values are. Um, I have a program inside of the Foundations for Love membership where we talk about and identify your two core values because when you know what those are and it's very consciously consciously available to you then you're able to really make better decisions because you're constantly realigning right to what you know and what you value and what you desire so pay attention to that but if you are constantly ignoring the whispers of the still small voice within it stops talking like it's there but you don't pay attention to it and so you know you whatever you give your attention to develops and so i want to encourage you if you haven't been listening it's time to tune back in what is that still small voice saying what little messages does it have in store for you and sometimes i like to journal through this i like to just ask myself quite directly like hello still small voice you know, you just take a moment to get your paper and your pen and sit quietly and just tune in and be curious. Like, what do you want to say to me? What do I need to hear from you right now? What am I ignoring? What do I, what am I doing? And, and listen and take all of the things that your heart will come up with, with a grain of salt, but write them down and then start to mine through and find the truth in there. Okay, it, it can be a little intimidating at first because our brains, it's very hard to differentiate between what the brain is obnoxiously blabbering on about and what our heart is whispering to us. And so give yourself time to really learn that skill to hone in. You know, as a coach, after doing this for so many years, I can hear the change in people's tone of voice when they really start to speak the words that they're hearing in their heart. You know, I can I can very quickly see that shift take place between when you are just sharing what your brain is thinking about versus when you tune into that still small voice. It's it's very clear and distinct, but that comes from a lot of practice. But this is a skill you can do for yourself, and I want to encourage you to take that up as a a, a form of self discipline to really pay attention. And quiet yourself enough that we're not just hearing the brain chatter, that we're actually listening to that still small voice. It takes time, it takes intention, but it is very doable. And I want to encourage you to try that out. 
All right, finally, I want to encourage you to embrace collaboration and cooperation rather than competition. What does that mean? It means cultivating a sense of unity and partnership in your relationships and allowing both you and the other person to contribute their own strengths. You know, and and it doesn't need that doesn't mean we need to play into gender stereotypes. Um, about what women should or shouldn't do. It means really being authentic to what are your strengths and maybe some of them are in alignment with your feminine energy and maybe some of them are more in alignment with your masculine energy. But that's that creative idea of, of getting in there and figuring it out and allowing yourself to show up and contribute and add value and allowing your partner to do the same thing. So When you're thinking about experiencing your feminine energy, it is closely tied to vulnerability and emotional intelligence. And that's why when we allow ourselves to experience vulnerability, we open the door to emotional connections. And it's through that vulnerability that we can truly be seen and understood by our partners. But the toxic femininity is often very afraid to do that. The toxic femininity has these toxic beliefs about the masculine, that the masculine is dangerous, the masculine is going to hurt us, it's not safe to be open and vulnerable with masculine energy. And so we kind of even block ourselves from our own masculine energy sometimes because we see our ambition as destructive. Um, But it need not be so. When we understand our vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness, we allow ourselves to go there more often and we become more comfortable with it. But emotional intelligence, on the other hand, allows us to navigate our own emotions and understand the emotions of other people. And when we develop our emotional intelligence, we can foster healthier and more meaningful relationships. If you want a good book on this, I have to recommend Brene Brown, of course, and her book Atlas of the Heart. She really does a great job articulating the various emotions and helping us understand to kind of map them out in our heart and mind so that we can develop our comfort level around them. Because it's so important. If we're going to be shaken and rattled by our emotions all the time we're going to be constantly reacting to the world and making it more difficult than it needs to be we're going to create a lot of unnecessary suffering but as soon as we tune into our own emotional intelligence and um, learn how to navigate that terrain man, it's, it's like a ninja skill because you can show up for yourself and for others at this whole new level. And it's an amazing experience because it creates, again, that connection and that intimacy. And of course, you don't want to have that with everybody, but with a few core people, it is a beautiful thing. But it is something that does not just happen, at least not for me, that naturally it's something that I have to actively cultivate and I want to encourage you to do the work to cultivate it as well so as we wrap this up I want to 
Thank you for listening. And I want to conclude today's episode by just giving you a quick recap of some of the things that we talked about and the actionable steps that you can take for experiencing and expanding and embracing the feminine energy in your love life. So one is to connect with your feminine essence and honor your unique qualities. Two is to experience and harness that feminine energy through self-care, sensuality, active listening, intuition, and collaboration. Number three is to practice vulnerability and emotional intelligence to foster deep connections. And finally, please remember, dear listener, that your feminine energy is a gift that can transform your relationships. Experience it, celebrate it, and let it guide you on your journey to love. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode to explore feminine, again, it's still hard, to explore the feminine energy and understand how to develop more fulfilling relationships. If you found today's episode valuable and would like to continue your journey, I want to invite you to check out our Foundations for Love membership. As a member, you will gain access to exclusive resources, guided meditation, and supportive communities. Um, Just so much good stuff, full of like-minded individuals. And I want to encourage you to show up and take advantage of all of it. For a limited time this summer, we're offering a special discount of 23% off for the first three months. So visit our website at um, proverbs2426.com slash love to sign up today. And please remember, your path to love begins with embracing your authentic self. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll delve into the transformative power of unleashing your authentic self to attract love. Until then, may love guide your every step. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me today on the Forever Love Podcast. If you've resonated with the empowering stories, expert advice, and inspiration shared during this episode, then let's keep that energy going and share this with someone you care about who will also find the message meaningful. But before you go, I have something special for you. Are you a single woman seeking to honor your God-given desires, particularly the desire for love and marriage? Well, Imagine a community where you're supported, learn valuable insights, and have access to the tools to create the love life you've always dreamed of. That is exactly what you'll find in Foundations for Love, our exclusive membership. Picture this. You'll receive complimentary private coaching sessions with me where we'll dive deep into your unique journey and uncover the keys to attracting the love you deserve. You'll also gain unlimited access to our group coaching replay library filled with real life examples, transformations, and breakthroughs so you can learn from others' experiences and accelerate your own growth. But that's not all. You also get... But that's not all. As a member of the Foundations for Love program, you'll get instant access to my signature course, Ready for the One a comprehensive program designed to equip you with the mindset, strategies, and practical steps to co-create with God the relationship of your dreams. 
Plus, you'll receive all my other exclusive digital materials to support you on your path to love. The best part? This life-changing membership is available for just $49 per month. That is less than a cup of coffee for private coaching and a treasure trove of resources, guidance, and support on your journey to lasting love. If you're ready to take charge of your love life and embark on a transformative journey, visit my website today at proverbs2426.com love. That's proverbs2426.com love to join Foundations for Love today. Don't let another day go by without investing in yourself and your future. Remember, you deserve a love that refreshes your soul. And the Foundations for Love program is here to guide you every step of the way. Join our vibrant community of like-minded women and let's make your dreams of love and marriage a reality.